Week 17 is upon us. It is time to make our six-pack of picks, some of our favorite games in Week 16, including including previewing a little Thursday night football action to kick it all off as well. Coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. Elite breakdowns, next level analysis, and in depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Love all the everydayers out there. Subscribe up on YouTube. And everywhere you get your podcast, today's episode of PNW is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PricePicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. And let's start with the top two seeds in the AFC that are facing off in week 17, Matt. That is the Miami Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens and uh, the Ravens in a really good spot here to control their destiny and earn that one seed by knocking off those Miami Dolphins coming off a huge win at the San Francisco 49ers. Now the Ravens at home hosting those Dolphins favored by three points. Yeah. In Baltimore, my first thoughts are this is a similar style offense that Miami runs to the Niners. You know, a lot of crossers and middle of the field stuff. And boy, Baltimore's really well equipped to deal with that with Roquan and Hamilton. I assume he's playing. I'm not sure. But this, their safeties and linebackers in general are great at defending the middle of the field. And they throw a lot at you. And Miami's offensive line's not what it used to be. And they have a lot of injuries. But Miami's defense is playing lights out right now. I think that's kind of an underreported story. How well they've been on, how good they've been on that side of the ball. So this could be kind of a grinded out, messy game. I just don't think three is enough for me in Baltimore. If, if the, I feel like if this was in Miami, I would want Miami plus three. You know, like I still think Baltimore should be favored on the road, let alone in their building with a place that's going to be fired up to. I think they clinched the number one. They do. If Baltimore wins this game, they yes. clinch the one seed and can rest everyone next week. So I think they take care of business and win at home decidedly, I'm going to say. And it's an important one for Miami because they're not out of the woods yet. Uh, they would no. have to earn the one seed themselves, obviously, but uh, they want that two seed and they want the, the division title. And they've got the Bills coming in next week. And if the Bills Absolutely. beat the Dolphins, then they'll have the same record after uh, after 18 weeks and after the, the end of the regular season. So we're going deep into – to. Uh, tiebreakers there to to decide the division mm-hmm. but i'm just pretty sure this- but i'm pretty sure if the bills win the next two and miami loses the next two the bills win the division so big time uh yeah b- big time implications here in this game not only is it good on good in the afc uh you know there's a lot to be decided here in the seeding of the afc playoffs and of course the miami dolphins of all teams probably want to be at home as much as possible and i think of all the afc teams i think it's the cowboys who we're going to talk about here against the lions yeah. a little bit later in the six pack um the cowboys in the nfc and the dolphins in the afc are the two that are helped most by being at home this season uh, in, in the playoffs. And it's looking like the Cowboys are going to have fewer playoff home games than, than maybe the Dolphins potentially. But Dolphins yeah. have to do some work and have to win one of these next two games at least. Um, got? I have 
the Ravens. And yeah, I asked okay. the question this week on Locked On 49ers, did the Ravens give the blueprint to the rest of the league on how to beat the 49ers? Well, that's the same blueprint they might want to use against the Dolphins. And something that the Ravens have that other teams don't have, something that the Ravens did that even they haven't done a lot this season against the 49ers was play dime, play yeah, uh, yeah. play with a Lighter. lot more yeah. a lot more defensive backs on the football field because they wanted speed in the back end. And we saw the 49ers destroy the Eagles back seven because they were rushing five and didn't have a lot of athletes in the backside and didn't have a lot of people on the back end and were catching and running and going crazy. So the 49ers are a team that wants to run the ball. And so you have to stop the run, right, and get to those third downs. But when you're on those third downs, the 49ers kill you because they have base personnel and they kill your base defense mm-hmm. and put your linebackers and, and back seven in a blender. Well, what the, the Ravens did that they that the 49ers haven't seen a lot of is they threw dime out there. They even had some three linemen, two backers, some three two sets with six defensive backs on the field to match up with speed. And what do the Dolphins have? A lot of speed. So one thing that happened is the Dolphins might have seen that blueprint and go, oh, okay, now we're going to be prepared because we know what the the Ravens are going to try to do against us. And they have the personnel and the defensive backs in the back seven to be able to pull this off where some other teams might not. Um, So that's interesting there, the, the, the chess match. So now the 49ers get to watch this game and say, okay, if we play the Ravens in the Super Bowl, what are the Dolphins going to do against this Ravens defense? And the, the Dolphins got to see the tape from last week uh, of the 49ers and how the Ravens went against a similar offense. So I think that's fascinating. Uh, All that said, taking the Ravens. Yeah, last thing on it, though, too, all great stuff. Um, I don't know that Miami can say, okay, you're giving us a lot of lighter personnel with a banged-up O-line and small backs. We're just going to beat your face in with the run game. You know, like, I don't know that Miami can do that if they play the same approach. You know, they're just – a Chan's not going to wear you down. You know, I mean, it's not – Mike Allstott out there. And the thing, too, you talked about the blueprint to beating the Niners. Well, I think part of the blueprint is – Force strange turnovers and have the league MVP. <laughs> you know, like you have a, a crazy guy that you can't get on the ground. You know, yeah, you, you could try this blueprint, but you don't have number eight on offense, and you don't have uh, our guys on defense, and you don't have Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator. Now, the the Miami Dolphins yeah. do have a pretty good defense coordinator, and a lot of these teams do have good defensive coordinators. But it's easier to say there's a blueprint out there, and it's another thing to have the the pieces. It's the the Jimmys and Joes versus the X's and O's, right? You might have one or the other, but the Ravens have both. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk Niners-Washington. I don't think the Commanders are going to be like, well, Jacoby, just be Lamar, and our back seven will be <laughs> Hamilton and Roquan, and we'll be fine. You know, right? Washington is the last team in the league that's going to be able to do that, right? <laughs> right and so that's a perfect right, segue right. into, into 49ers-Commanders. And the the one team I don't want to play this week is the San Francisco 49ers. I think the 49ers are going to... I think the 49ers are going to go to Washington and put up 40 points. And the, the commanders definitely don't have the Jimmies and Joes to, to pull that off on the, on the back end. And uh, this is going to be a 49ers team that is, uh, is a little upset about losing that game, I think in prime time. And uh, I don't want to play the 49ers. Now it's a lot of points. The 49ers are favored on the road by 13, which is a ton of points to be getting on the road. But I do think the 49ers can win this one by two touchdowns. Washington is not in a good space, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So I do expect a, a get right game for Brock Purdy in the 49ers offense. If this was Niners minus 18, I think I'd still take San Francisco. I'm yeah. trying to think what number would I go to Washington? I mean, Washington's, I think the worst team in the league right now. And I still think the Niners are top two in their, pissed you know i, right. I think they go to the nation's capital and just destroy them you know it's it's at their house it's a short week mm-hmm. and 13 points is a lot but like you said it's just hard for me to, to there, there's not really a number out there where i would say i'm gonna bet against the 49ers 
this week. The Niners do have to get some things right. They are a little bit banged up too. They, they've got multiple injuries, including Trent Williams and you know some some defensive linemen. So that that is something to monitor as well. But they have too many stars and, and just too much talent. Where the the Commanders started with a certain amount of talent this season and then lost from there by quite a bit, trading guys away and especially that pass defense. It's by far the worst yeah. pass defense in the league right now. Oh, it's horrendous. I mean, uh, the pass rush off the edge doesn't exist. I think they've basically cashed it in, and the offense can do some things, but no, I just don't see this going well at all. All right, next, we got a a Thursday nighter, Jets at Browns. We've got the Lions at Cowboys, which should be a fun one here in the NFC side of things. And how about the Saints and Bucks for the South next? Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. How easy is Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Sports? Well, all you, all you do is you pick two to six players and you pick more or less than versus their stat projections on Prize Picks and watch those winnings roll in. Win up to 25 times your money this football season playing Prize Picks. And there's no pros, there's you're not playing against a bunch of sharks. You're just playing against the numbers. You're playing against the stat projections at Prize Picks. And Price Picks offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Price Picks is the only DFS platform with an injury insurance policy. So, for example, if one of your players gets hurt in the first half, doesn't return in the second half of the football game, then that player is rebooted. So, play daily fantasy sports at Price Picks. Turn ten bucks into two hundred fifty bucks, and go to PricePicks.com to do it. Slash Locked On NFL. That is PricePicks.com slash Locked On NFL, or download the app and use code Locked On NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Again, that is PricePicks.com slash Locked On NFL. Use promo code Locked On NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Price Picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Here we go. We got the Detroit Lions at the Dallas Cowboys here. And and really, it's the Cowboys against the Eagles for seeding, whether it's going to be uh, the, the two or three seed and the, and the five seed. But the Lions would like to get the two seed here. The Lions potentially could still get the one seed if the 49ers falter the rest of the season and, and don't beat Washington and don't beat uh, the, the the Rams to end the season. So a lot to be decided between the one seed, the two seed, the five seed, the three seed here. And so Detroit Lions at Dallas Cowboys, a lot to play for. And as we have talked about a lot in recent weeks, the Cowboys are a different football team at home than they are on the road. And they're at home here with the, with the Lions and favored by six against Detroit. I appreciate the whole home road thing with, with the Cowboys and as well as Goff, but that's more weather with golf. I mean, we're going to be in a dome, you know, Arlington, Texas. That's not a problem. Am I nuts to think, though, that Detroit's just a flat-out better team than Dallas right now? I mean, I think they are. It's too many points. This should be, this line should be a point. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's a field goal, and, and you never know how a game's going to go, but this game should be closer than a six-point line, even though the Cowboys are better at home than they are on the road. Both teams have something to play for. The Lions are certainly playing better. Uh, yeah. There's a home road thing, but I do think that six points is too much. And so Lions are playing better. Um, I think three points would make some sense. Six points is too much. Give me those Detroit Lions. Give me all those points. Yeah, and their Lions D is starting to play a little bit better. Uh, Dallas's D has not been good. I mean, they're quality opponents, but that has not been great. They've been getting run on pretty consistently. I just think that Detroit moves the ball and scores points on anybody. I mean, I, I think their offense is borderline elite. So this is way too many points. I, I don't know who wins, but I'll take six all day long. We're looking for a shootout here then, are we? I think. I think that's very possible, yes. 
and uh, the the betters or the uh, the line the odds makers think it's going to be a shootout as well. Fifty three and a half is the over and Ooh. under on this game. So, yeah, I'm not Saturday by that, but that makes sense. Yeah, Saturday, Saturday standalone Saturday night. Yeah, yep, the only Saturday game, so that'll be fun. Uh, standalone game Saturday night. And the Lions at Cowboys, this will be a really fun game. Popcorn game, a lot of points. Play your fantasy players in this one. And uh, a couple of good offenses out there. And uh, But yeah, I, I think this could be a close one. So give me those Detroit Lions. This, this one's going to be a lot of fun and p- potentially a playoff preview. These teams might see each yeah. other again. And uh, the winner might get the, the home game here. So the Lions would much rather play the Dallas in Detroit in the playoffs. So big one here. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the Lions are in a good spot. I want to go next to the Saints and the Bucks because if I'm not mistaken here, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could wrap this thing up in the NFC South. And uh, they're at eight and seven. The Saints are at seven and eight. These teams kind of going in different directions. Uh, the, the Saints have been, uh, you know, not a fun team to watch in recent weeks. And the Buccaneers have been a really fun team to watch in recent weeks. And ba- Baker Mayfield playing a high level of ball. Uh, He's about 400 yards shy of 4,000 passing yards this year. He's got a 26 touchdown to eight interception, touchdown to interception ratio. You got Mike Evans, who's uh, nearing 1,200 yards receiving and 13 touchdowns. And Rashad White is doing big things on the ground. And as a receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, can the Saints limit that offense? Tampa at home favored by three points here. I think it's a pretty good number for a division game. We always know like Evans and Lattimore battle it out. And these guys are bigger rivals than maybe some of us up north tend to realize. Um, But I think Tampa's offense is playing really well. And I just have no momentum around the Saints whatsoever. Like they're one of the more boring, just average teams in the league right now on both sides of the ball. Kind of old. I feel like they're, you know, struggling through the season in a way where Tampa is playing strong in their building. I'm going to lay the points, but that's a pretty good number. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here. And I I think it's actually not that great of a number because I just really? think Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Buccaneers are playing that much better. And, you know, the mm-hmm. the, the familiarity and the, the division opponent, and, and so maybe I'm off on that, but I think I would flip those lines. I think it should be uh, in the Lions-Cowboys game, Cowboys favored by three, and mm. it should be the Bucks favored by six. Instead, it's kind of flipped. So for me, those two bets are easy, and I'm taking the Lions against the Cowboys, and I'm taking the Buccaneers to beat the Saints. I just haven't seen – what do you hang your hat on with the New Orleans Saints? Right I know. Now? I know what I'm getting with the Bucks. They're playing at home. The Saints are on the road, and I don't know – that I could say, oh, this is going to happen, and you, you got to watch out for this because Carr is going to hit Olave, and you're not going to be able to defend that. And, and I can't mm-hmm. say that with the Saints against the Buccaneers. No, I, I feel the same way. That they're kind of even, Steven, right in the middle. Man, eh, that doesn't blow my skirt up. Let's move on to the Chargers and the Broncos, and uh, of course, we've been we circled this one all off season long because uh, we knew it was going to be East and Stick at Jarrett Stidham uh, in in Week 17. <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers, who are, are playing as bad as anybody right now, like the the, the Chargers. You mentioned the Commanders. I, I, if there was a tournament with like the Chargers, the Commanders, the Carolina Panthers, and uh, who else would be in the that? Cardinals, maybe. Yeah. Know, I, I, I probably seed the Chargers and the Commanders, the bottom two of those four teams. Yeah. Oh, I, the Commanders would be last for me. That's for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and the Chargers aren't playing much better. Uh, they're playing at the Denver Broncos here. Broncos at home favored by three with Jarrett Stidham. What do we expect from Jarrett Stidham now that, that it looks like Russell Wilson is, is no longer going to play quarterback for the Denver Broncos? Yeah, I'm semi-excited about it. I mean, I think Denver's defense is the best unit of the four. 
<clears throat> I know the Chargers do it every year, but still playing in mile high is difficult. I mean, just from a, a, a breathing, you know, altitude standpoint, it's always a difficult situation. And I think Stidham might give this team a little bit of a jolt. You know, I think it's a exciting situation, certainly for him, but the whole offense as a whole. Um, I'll, I'll lay the points here, too. I think Denver wins this thing by six or seven, something like that. Yep, uh, I agree with you. I, yeah. I don't like much of what's We're going on with the much. Chargers. They, you know, the it, things looked a little bit different with the interim coaches last week, but um, a little I, bit. I don't think it's a guarantee that the Broncos are going to get worse quarterback play, and there's a right. probably at least a forty percent chance that they get better quarterback play with Jared Stidham. Right? I don't think that's, that's crazy. crazy talk. Yeah, okay. right. I mean, at least for the short term before teams figure them out, which they won't, you know. Because even when the, the Broncos were kind of rolling and rattling off some wins, Russell Wilson wasn't, you know, it wasn't like Russ cooking like his, you know, when he was oh, an no. MVP candidate with the with the Seattle Seahawks. It wasn't that at all. It, I steal this from, I think it was Mia Kimes from ESPN said, they're not letting Russ cook, they're letting them make snacks. You know, like he's cutting up the <laughs> yeah. pepperoni and the cheese. And Charcuterie like, board. Yeah, that's your job. You're, you can make snacks, yeah. I like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> next, we're going to finish up our six pack. We got a Thursday nighter. It's the Jets and Browns. And uh, checking back in, we talked about the AFC East a little bit. What about those Buffalo Bills? They are big favorites against the New England Patriots. Next. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Whether you're, uh, w- whenever you are hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview and potentially hire. That's why. You have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And why not go to the place with the most professionals that are potentially hireable? We're talking about a billion professionals at LinkedIn. So LinkedIn just isn't some other job board. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours at LinkedIn Jobs. And with LinkedIn Jobs, they now have launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions easier and quicker. So uh, you have no excuses not to find the best candidate possible at LinkedIn Jobs. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Here we go. The New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills, the surging Buffalo Bills, are favored by 12 points at home against those New England Patriots. New England's D's good. They beat the Bills earlier. I think Belichick has his team playing hard. I want to throw out Christian Barmore's name. He's been a terror for that defense. And clearly their offense is lackluster, to say the least, and doesn't have a quarterback or dynamic you know, guys. Could I see Belichick keeping this thing close? I mean, they're still playing with a lot of pride. I could, but in Buffalo, I think the Bills win this by two touchdowns. I don't love the line. Yeah, it's it's too many points for me. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I I'm not gonna you know bet the money line for the the Pats to win or anything like that. But twelve points is a lot. A Bill Belichick coached defense against a familiar yeah. opponent. Uh, I I just you know. Buffalo by 10 or whatever, and they could still win mm-hmm. this easy. 12 points is just a little bit too much here uh, in a matchup like this amongst division opponents. You know, when it's three points, six points, like we talked earlier with some of these division opponents, you know, I, I'm not too worried about that for the better team. But 12 points, as good as the Bills are, as good as they're playing right now against the Patriots, 12 is, 12 is too many. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with the New England Patriots here and, and, and take those points. I was tempted. I would not touch this. I think that's a good line. 
Right. I wouldn't either. Uh, over under is fairly low, 40 and a half. Uh, and I think it could be, uh, you know, more of a, uh, and to be honest with you, I might take the under if I was to bet this game. I can see that. Bills don't have a lockdown defense either. I mean, it's okay. And, but yeah. uh, the Bills have been running the ball. They've been running the heck out of the ball with James Cook recently, mm-hmm. right? So this is a recipe for a lower scoring game, which is why I don't like the 12 points, which is why I like the under potentially. But then th- we could also see a laser show from Josh Allen at home against the Patriots, and uh, and they and they put up a bunch of points as well, which is why the line is what it is, and they've got to make yeah. it a, to a certain point so people will bet on the Patriots, right? 100%. And again, I'm wary of going down that path on either one of them because I definitely think that Belichick could keep this in close, maybe even squeak out a 9-7 win. I don't think that's going to happen, but um, I'm going to take Allen at home. And don't look now. The Patriots uh, still in the mix for one of those top two picks. We were talking about the, the bottom four teams yeah. if we were making a tournament. Maybe the, maybe the, the Pats should be one of those teams in that. I think they're now at four, so they're just out of that uh, – Harrison slash top two quarterback situation. Yeah, right now I believe it's Bears with the Carolina pick, and it is the Cardinals at three wins, right? And the Cardinals are at the Eagles. Yeah. We'll talk about that game. Um, how about Tomorrow, that? What, yeah. what kind of an upset would that be? Cardinals, Eagles. That, that, that could be a little bit more interesting than, than people think, I think, um, hmm. to preview that one tomorrow. But we got to finish up with the Thursday nighter here to kick us off in week 17, and it is the New York Jets, New York Jets, actually, with what they've been doing at at at, at quarterback, might be one of those bottom four teams that you put in a tournament yeah. as well. Even though they do have six wins this season, uh, the six and nine Jets are at the ten and five. Joe Flacco led Cleveland Browns. I want the points. I don't feel strong about it, but I do think these are two very good defenses. The over under I saw is at thirty five, and if you're going to give me a touchdown or so, I think they could probably keep this close and. I know he's a Brown and I'm supposed to dislike the Browns, but I root for Flacco. I helped recruit him to Pitt. And so I'm not talking bad about him, but his results have been a little bit better than watching him. Like his success rate isn't particularly good, you know, down in, down out. They're not running the ball as well as you'd expect. And I think the Jets might be able to keep this thing a little bit close. Well, I don't think Amari Cooper is going to have, you know, 50 fantasy points this week. Against, against the Carter, New York Jets, right. yeah, against the Jets defense, and and Flacco's been throwing too too many interceptions. He's been throwing Absolutely. a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns, and they've been putting up points. And I mean, he's he's you know played fine. sacks as well. He takes a but, lot of sacks, right? So uh, too many turnovers, and and that would be the recipe for the Jets is if you you know you get those three interceptions from Joe Flacco, and and he's not able to uh, pepper Amari Cooper with the football. And I'm kind of talking myself into taking the points here as well, even though I didn't want to, uh, but. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Browns. Seven and a half points is a lot. Maybe it's mm-hmm. too much, especially in a low-scoring game, but I just don't know that the Jets are going to score, period, against the Browns. So I think it could be one of those 17-3 to three games. I can promise you that it's in Cleveland, right? Yeah. At they, Cleveland, yep. They're going to be all lubed up for that. I mean, they're they're pretty darn excited about their team as they should be. So that's going to be a tough environment. Yep, absolutely. All right, that is our week 17 six-pack. We're nearing the end of the regular season. Unbelievable. We'll make the picks for the rest of week 17 on Friday. Appreciate all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed up to Peacock and Williamson on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. And uh, for those of you that want more content, you got to check out Locked On Sports today. It's the first of its kind 24-7 sports streaming channel. You can find it on YouTube. You've got all the local uh, insiders and all the local experts here from the Locked On Podcast Network on a 24-7 stream, including national shows like Peacock and Williamson. It's the first of its kind. Locked On Sports Today, 
Sports Network. You can find it on your Amazon Fire TV as well and more smart TVs to come. So check that out and make sure you are subscribed to Peacock and Williamson. Talk to you tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.